This is Magnum CK, and as long as you're listening to Wrestling Cheers, you will be sports entertained! Taking your way in the world today takes everything you got. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. Welcome back to Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, especially if you love the production. This is Wrestling Cheers. We like to talk about things going on in the Northeast Ohio independent wrestling scene. We preview shows, we review shows, and sometimes we even have interviews along the way. This is a review show for last week's AIW show, Seven Year Itch. And I am your host, I am Justin Summers. Formerly known as, or also known as, to however you want to look at it, Heavy Set. We are brought to you by the Trending Topics Network, Midwest Territory, and Key on Sports. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to this fine podcast. Whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or PodbeanRestingCheers.Podbean.com. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, Facebook.com slash WrestlingCheers, Twitter.com slash WrestlingCheers, and Instagram.com slash WrestlingCheers. Email, if you so choose a desire, WrestlingCheers at gmail.com. And we have the merch store over at WhatAManeuver.net. Like I said, we will be reviewing last week's AIW show, Seven Year Itch. And it's not just me on the show. This week, I am joined by Rick. Hey, how are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. We got a lot of wrestling shows coming up. A lot of wrestling shows behind us. It's there's a lot going on right now. Yeah, it's a it's a lot to look forward to, and uh, I'm having a good time. I don't know about y'all, but the question is, are you ready? Oh, oh, you ain't ready. You know you ain't ready. Who ain't we ready for? Oh, for Razor. Yeah. Razor Sharp True. has the quest to get him in the gauntlet for the gold continues. Do we need a hashtag for that? Oh, I don't know. Hey, I think uh, I think we have a pretty good inside track that uh, that the groundswell is getting larger. Yeah, I mean, we just found out this week uh, it was revealed between all the folks I got working at my warehouse that Razor Sharp was indeed the man who lost to Pat Patterson in the finals of the first Intercontinental Tournament in Rio de Janeiro. Yeah, uh, a lot of these uh, Razor Sharp facts coming out and and. Obviously, all of them 100% true. Should we start an account Razor Sharp Facts? <laughs> I, it wouldn't, I don't think it could be anywhere as good as uh, the Billy Gunn Facts account that I like to follow. Billy Gunn Facts, Chuck Norris Facts, and uh, uh, Kurt Hawkins Facts. I like the. Uh, I do like the. What is it? The Distinguished Gentleman Nick Gage or Culture Nick Gage or whatever it is. I like that <laughs> account too. Oh, yeah. Not really an AIW note, but see fucking Stokely Hathaway got signed? I saw that, and uh, the boys were kind of marking out a little bit. Uh, Philly Collins was pretty uh, was pretty excited about it. Some of the other guys around. I I am ashamed to say it, and I will definitely admit it. I'm, I don't know much of Stokely Hathaway. I don't travel a whole lot for 
uh, for shows. Um, and I, I guess I'm just a little behind the times, but you know, I don't know if this guy, if he's, if they're signing him to be a, a wrestler, if they're signing him to be a mouthpiece, if, uh, you know what it is, but I have it on good authority that he's somebody to watch out for. So I like that. I've technically, I think I've seen him more than once. Cause I think I saw him at evolve at WrestleMania week. Cause he's done evolve. He's done ring of honor. Um, he's done stints at alpha one and a b- bunch of other companies. He's like the most well-known manager on the independent scene. And the first show that Wrestling Chair sponsored uh, for Southern Underground Pro, I Am King, he had a match versus Mr. Brickster. And that was the first time me seeing him live and like kind of interacting with him a little bit. I was kind of sad that I didn't get a picture with him. He's I've always been just intrigued by the dude. He seems to be um, the manager version of MJF where he always has something witty. He always and he's like, there's so much to him. Like, uh, like uh, on Twitter and everything. So I'm completely happy for the dude. But it was like when it was announced, like, I think I saw someone like just a tweet about it. I'm like, oh, whatever. Haha. <laughs> so Hathaway and WWE. And then I see the picture and I go, holy fuck. This is true. Well, it was, it was kind of a weird because they the the tweet that I saw was him and Robbie E were the two guys that that I recognized, at least that were. Yeah. So it very well could have just been somebody throwing out a joke tweet you know robbie e and and stokely halfway but you know it turns out to be uh 100 factual all right let's uh let's get into this show and uh before we start kind of that was kind of something we touched on last week did you meet billy gunn not billy gunn Shh, billy kidman bro we mentioned billy gunn earlier uh, i did not meet billy gunn i did not meet billy kidman either uh nothing against billy kidman just not my uh not, not my era, um, you know. I guess i i was a I was a Kidman fan, but I was like a WCW, like uh, you know, Ravens flock kind of Kidman. But I did I did pass on this one. I'm sorry to say, as did I. Um, thought about it. The little bit of cash that I well, actually, a little bit of cash that I did have, which I don't, I forgot to mention on the show. In but I would say going forward, but I'm not going to be on the AEW show until Gauntlet for the Gold. But we are selling pine glasses. Still selling those. Still have, I don't know how many exactly I have left, but pine glasses and beer koozies. Selling them as a set. Don't want to sell them separately. I feel like most people want the pine glasses. And even in my head, I figured $10 was a fair price. So throwing in the the beer beer koozies should be good for everybody. But all the money that I've been having in my pocket came from selling those. And then I end up buying Girl Scout cookies with most of them. That, yeah, nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Girl Scout cookies and um, also like fundraiser donuts that were sold at a local school had exactly enough money to cover both. And that like wasn't my target. I was like, oh, well, well, well fine. We have all this now. Um, yeah, the only thing I walked out with was uh, the Danhausen mask, but I prepaid for that. Yeah. Which I, I suggest anybody uh, support the dude. They're probably really cheap for him to make. It's a weird way for him to make money. And it's it's something that is handmade, which we don't see as much. I think there's really only two things that I can think of right now that people are selling. And the other one's PME's Nasty Boys inspired shirt that they just, you know, make themselves. Yeah, a little, little splatter print they get going. Yeah. Other than that, like, you're not going to find as many things that are homemade like that. So he had this great idea and he'll even do, like, custom masks. So... 
it's a great way to support a great dude. So yeah, that's the I think the only thing I walked out of. That was it. Yeah, it was a, it was a light show for me. Uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff coming up, and uh, I am going to Mania weekend. I'm not going to Mania. Uh, AIW is pretty much the main show, the main reason I'm going. And then I've never been to WrestleCon, so I'm kind of excited about that. And I've heard that you can spend a lot of money very quickly there if you are if you are so inclined. Yeah, I, when I went, I for, like I know. I kind of had a set limit of what I wanted to spend, but there was a point that I was like, all right, I got to go out to the ATM and like bust out a little bit more money. I think that might've been to meet, it was either to meet Drew McIntyre or Noel Foley. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, Either one, either one worth the, worth the trip to the ATM. So I know, cause that was like the last day I was there. And even something we talked about before we were recording, like I spent, I didn't go for a lot of the big ticket people. Because I already met Brett and Sean. Those are my top two favorites. And everybody else was like, eh, if I can meet them, cool. But I'm not paying two, three, four hundred dollars yeah. to convention prices. Though, uh, this weekend, I was just looking at this. This is nuts. Um, Kiss is coming to Cleveland. Okay. And I actually, I won tickets fucking months ago. So I'm really excited to go. And I decided to pull up the website today. And I was like, let me look at like other tickets that are available and they had like on their website like oh like we have vip packages and then they have the ultimate vip guess how oh much, yeah guess how much one one oh. ultimate vip ticket is four four digits easy yeah but where in those four digits <laughs> oh 2500 6500 does that include the kiss coffin <laughs> i mean what are we talking here uh i i can't remember all the things that were in, on in it but it's like you get a personal like VIP tour of like yeah. a lot of the backstage shit. You get to go on, you can go on stage. I don't think you go during the show, you go before the show for all this stuff. And there's like personal meet and greets and all this kind of, it's something that it, if you're a big Kiss fan, I can understand why you'd spend sixty five hundred dollars. Yeah. I was just curious because they had VIP packages. Those were all I think they were all in uh four digits. Like the lowest one was a thousand. Oof. And then I saw that like it went up to like maybe twenty five hundred, and I'm like, Wait Gene a Simmons is a hustler. Fuck yeah! Um, and I got a you know this this farewell tour is gonna be like three years long, but all right, freaking! I saw like the salt highest one was for the, just the regular VIP, and I already had seen that they have the ultra VIP, and that was like two thousand, and I was like, all right, what the fuck's at like the top? I didn't even more than two thousand. That's why I feel I, like you're going to fire festival. <laughs> that's why I had they just to, keep adding. They just keep adding more and more VIP packages. That's why I had to look up the uh, the what the price for the ultimate VIP is, was and what it, it cost. But and like you get to watch the um, the concert from the pit. Okay, that that'd be kind of sweet. Yeah. So it. I'm not spending the money on it, but no, no, no. Yeah, like basically, like that shit can get very, very expensive, you know, with WrestleCon and shit. But I think it's fun. It's kind of cool to even walk around there once or twice and see people. Um, even the last time I was there, the female WWE referee was there, but that was right before she got signed. Yeah, and I like followed her career a little bit because she she did brief stint or just basically one match uh, in PWO here locally. And then, like, I'd watch as her her career just kept progressing. Like, she left 
her Maryland home area, went down to Florida to train with the Dudleys and go to their school. And then, then she ended up getting shots in Ring of Honor and all this shit. I'm, I'm like, pulled her aside. I'm just like, hey, well, I pulled her aside, but I I met her, didn't get a picture, didn't get an autograph. And I was like, yeah, I just want to say I've been following your career for a couple of years. And it's always cool to, like, see how much you progress and, like, all these opportunities you get. And then a fucking year later, she's at WWE as a ref. Fucking nuts. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's, and I, we were looking through the uh, looking through the list today at work, and just even seeing the people that are going to be left. You know, you, there's five or six people already, and it'll, it says appearance canceled by WWE. Appearance canceled by WWE. All these people that are either getting signed or Damn. you know, like Tori Wilson pulled for the Hall of Fame and things like that. So wow, access is kind of fun to go to, but I don't know. Like I went on the day of WrestleMania, which I know you guys sure. are leaving that day. And it wasn't as bad as I think it's supposed to be. But then again, there really wasn't anybody there because yeah, I plan your- on being in my home on my sofa. Mania starts and I will watch it like a civilized human being on the television, the way God intended it to be watched. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm either doing that or I'm going to go down to the ringside guys or now. Uh, oh, yeah. Brock. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I was going to give a plug for the, the tailgate guys. Because uh, he's doing a like cookout and everything, and I'm like, eh, with my new job, I have to wake up at like five in the morning. I'm yeah. not very good at that, so mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm like, I might come, or like, he even says he's like, hey, if you come for like a little bit of it, like you can still do that too. And I'm like, oh, like yeah, that sounds that's fun, like fun. I love barbecue, so yeah. All right, I don't know whether you know this or not, but we have like a card to go over. We have a card. Yeah, we have a card to go over. Oh yeah, there was a thing, wasn't there? There was yeah. a thing. Seven we years. had one of those shows. Yeah. So. I mean, much like a lot of shows, there you know there are a lot of unannounced matches, and we we started off with one. We had Wheelie Yuta versus Facade versus the returning AJ Gray versus Trey Lamar versus Donovan Danhausen and versus Doctor Daniel C. Rockingham. Also, quick plug: if you go to Wrestling Cheers YouTube page, I took all the Instagram stories from the show, put them in one big video, and there was a handful of. Th- videos that I took that weren't a part of those Instagram stories. Like I have Dr. Daniel C. Rockingham being covered with toilet paper. What you didn't see, people learn when to throw the fucking toilet paper. This is the worst. This is the worst. I don't know what happened. Maybe, I mean, there's some people that might've got toilet paper that weren't used to it. And yeah, with probably it, with it being the opening match, I forgot to like pass them out. So it was quickly like, here, 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 pass them down, pass them down, pass them down. And uh, there were some that didn't even get used and that were used later on in the night. Yeah, we saved ours. Yeah. So, like, when he got in the ring, kind of like what everybody does, you know, they come out and they kind of like pose in a little bit of ring. And that's what Dan did. And people started throwing. And it was like, no, we never do this. We never do this. What the fuck? But we still got a, there was still a good video of... The, the second attempt, the real attempt of throwing toilet paper on him. So, yeah, it, it's so it's you don't throw the toilet paper until Steve Guy says, Dr. Daniel C. Rockingham. And then the toilet paper is allowed to fly. It's not a difficult concept. Just come on, people get with the program. Yeah. So we started off with this match. Fun match to start off with a, a lot, a lot going on. But it was Danhausen winning via the Cradle DDT. And that's also 
in the YouTube video, but what do you think about this match? Um, I was happy to see everybody. I'm glad to see AJ Gray back. We haven't seen him in a while, it feels like. Um, Since the Winchester. Yeah, maybe with the uh, you know the winter and the shows starting to get spread apart, uh, it just feels longer than it really was. Uh, I thought Dr. Dan looked good. We, uh, we had a little new sequence by Dr. Dan, him trying out some new stuff. I thought it all went over really well. I thought it was really cool that uh, the Danhausen got the win. I'm kind of excited to see what we're going to do now with Danhausen being the lead of, you know, the three man production. So I don't know where we're going, but I like the fact that it was Danhausen who got the win. Yeah. Danhausen and everything like going on with the production, there was that, not necessarily a promo, but that video that AIW took of Magnum CK talking to Derek Danhausen and Eddie. And I don't know, just that Danhausen walking up to Magnum and just going, and walking away like i i've loved dan housen ever since he came to the iw but like he just keeps getting better and better and more fun as time goes on also i think it was in this match we had a had a fan on our side of the ring get hit in the head as i think maybe facade went over the barricade oh yeah i was on the opposite side from you guys i didn't see this it's we got i got a brief video of it but it was like as other shit was going on so it was like yeah. watching in the ring. I turn over really quick, watch as someone goes. I think it's facade goes over the barricade. You, I think you might be able to see the woman in the front row just kind of gets hit in the head a little bit, and everybody kind of like rushed over, like what's going on. But as that was oh. going on, like I just turned back to the ring because there was just so much shit going on. Yeah, you got it front row head on the swivel. Yeah, the the stories of just being in front row and having like crazy shit like that happen to you. Yeah, I got my. I got at an AIW show. I got my toe broken by Joey Janela because I was an idiot. I had, I can't remember. It was Candice versus, it might've been Joey, but Candice is doing like a cross body and her foot hits me right in the chest as I'm taking a video. <laughs> like, uh, I think there's a tweet out there somewhere. Uh, and that's back when you the high windy report, but like you, you see it and then you just see the camera go. Cause I get hit in the, the chest. <laughs> All right. Um, move on to the women's match. We had Alley Cat versus Alex Garcia. And uh, Gracia. 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 That's what Alex I knew. I knew. Gracia. Gracia. Um, this was another match, two in a row, where we <laughs> planned to throw cat toys. And again, pe- I think people gave her cat toys. Yes, on the way around. Why you throw? Th- I noticed that when she got around. To our- I noticed that when she got around to our side. I was like, "Why does she have them? You're supposed to throw them in the ring." Like at that point, she already had two paws full of cat toys. Yeah. Now the next thing I think would be funny, uh, depending on which show. Like, I mean, this would be good for WrestleMania probably. Is laser pointers and nip. Ooh, I was- nip. I was thinking about that. Yeah, especially for, you know, like a rave kind of situation. Laser pointers and catnip. But laser, I was thinking laser pointers for that, but this this would be really expensive. You know how now she's doing the thing where she goes around ringside as she's coming out and she wants people to, like, scratch her head? Yeah, yeah, I love love it. Imagine if instead, like, that, everybody had, like, some of those cat toys that are just something oh, the, on a pole yeah, on, on a string. string. So, yep. But those aren't cheap. I mean, they're. I mean, they can be kind of cheap, but you're going to spend a couple dollars. 
Yeah, I, there's. I, I'm gonna have to start to put lists together when people are on shows that are like, when this person is on the show, we do this. When this person is on the show, we do X and Y. Because I just don't think about it, honestly. I get I get to show day, and I'm happy if I've got everything I need in the in the car, and I get there on time. That's a, that's about all the the pre thought I have nowadays. Yeah, we also have Space Monkey. Oh yeah, and bananas. See, I never remember bananas either. Those with being a little more expensive, those are harder to remember. Even with Dr. Dan, like I forget half the time. But I, I went on a limb this time and bought some, just in case. Yeah. I mean, worst case scenario, he's not in a match. Save it for next show. Yeah. Well, it's not like you're ever not going to need toilet paper. So I've talked about it on the show. I don't really use toilet paper. I use wipes. Yeah. I'm a wipe guy. I hear you. So but I got I got little kids in the house, too. So Yeah. Cool thing with uh, this show, and I love any AIW show that's like this, where there's a dollar store really close by. Oh, yeah. There should be. It should be a rule that there's that all AIW shows are either next to a dollar store or someplace like a Sheets. Yes. So, yes. Someplace where, like, alcohol is readily acceptable, uh, accessible food is, and toilet paper. Just, you know, the three essentials. Because <laughs> I know with this show, on my way there, I did, oh, shit, I forgot toilet paper and i forgot cat toys i'm like there has to be a dollar store and there was a dollar general like right down the road yep so i pulled in there bought what i needed and came back this one you got a you had a whole grocery store next door uh i think a marks across the street as well yeah i always go dollar nice. general because like you're almost or some sort of dollar store because you're guaranteed to find the dollar things of toilet paper yes because i'm not spending big money i did that once and uh, eric ryan wanted to take it all home no, Dr. Dan is not worth two-ply. Yeah. So, it was, I mean, not much, <laughs> didn't talk much about this match, but Alley Cat won via Power Driver. I don't know, not much can say about this match, in my opinion. Uh, Alley Cat is kind of one of the, the dominant female wrestlers we have. She, she's going to be at the next show, too. Yep. Uh, Alley Cat's uh, getting to, getting to take kind of that spot that Britt Baker had, where, you know, for a while... When you thought AIW and you thought female, she was one of the first names that uh, Brett was one of the first names that came to mind. And now you're starting to think Alley Cat more and more. Um, I, I I know John said on the podcast that he basically just booked uh, uh, Gracia uh, because of gifts. Mm-hmm. And I'd never seen her before. And it, it just it was nice to see her. But there wasn't a whole lot that I remember about this match. Um May, you know, just in a bad spot too. Second, right after a six-way scramble, it's always hard to follow a six-way scramble. Next up, we had fatal four-way tag team match. We had PME versus Duke Money versus the production versus the Jollyville Fuckets. Having that women's match like right in the middle of the scramble in this four-way, where both matches just had a a, a mess of stuff going on at once, I. I love the tag team division right now in AIW because we have these four teams. We still have, obviously, the champions, and there's still plenty more that oh, yeah. can come in or uh, is considered part of the roster. Sure. And maybe not too surprising, freaking PME picked up the victory on a massive winning streak in AIW. Yeah, and as they deserve to be. Probably the most over-tag team that we have. I heard uh, a fellow AIW fan say say online that uh, 
PME might have had one of the biggest pops of the night. And I'm like, are you actually said probably? And I'm like, probably. Yeah, there's no, no, probably the, uh, the pop that they get coming out, the, uh, the winning pop. And, and then, you know, later on, they get it from everybody. You got the kids, you got the ladies, you got the men, everybody loves PME. But who in AIW gets those pops? Like to me, like those pops that PME gets, they're like the special guest pop. Like yeah, when, they're like, like ninety. They're like you start hearing ninety nine problems pop. Yeah, or like a Johnny pop towards the end, like maybe yep. that last night that he was in AIW. But yeah, PME yeah. is just they're one of the most over tag teams I think locally, and I'm not even just talking about AIW. I've seen them, and I've said this before. I've seen them debut in a couple different areas. And they were over instantly with people who had no idea who they were. Yeah, these guys are they're getting good traction They're I mean, expanding out to PA and New Jersey into Indiana. Um, they were just you know, I think, think their first black label show this last weekend. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, the, the guys are in demand and that's good. They, they're they're both they're both great dudes. They work hard. You know, they're they they train hard and nobody has anything negative to say about them. And, uh, you know, they're students. I think I think they're always wanting to learn a little more and always trying to get a little bit better. And Cleveland's that kind of, you know, they it's overused, but that blue collar where we like the folks that are kind of self-made. And we like the folks that that work hard. And, and you know, it's I, I think that kind of defines them. Yeah, that's a great way to put them. And then with, with, with this tag team division, too, you still have the production on the rise. You know, Jock and Mance are always able to win any match. And then the Fuckets are... The Fuckets are a tag team that... They're former tag team champions, but since their return, have not returned to that glory. But they're still widely loved and still just as dangerous. And I think that's what sets the tone about them and this... Like I said, that kind of like describes the division within this match. Yeah, Jollyville kind of reminds me of the uh, the last incarnation of the Dudley Boys when they came back to the Fed. Yeah, you know, they were back just to you know to work with young guys to you know to to get to get more out of people, and I think I think the guys the boys from Jollyville do that very well. It really sucks when they disappeared for a couple years, and. As some of us fans are just kind of like wondering, like, where the fuck are the, the fuckets? And even them, like, they weren't wrestling as much. But coming back, I think I think they've come back strong. They've just, I don't want to say they've lacked, but, you know, without another tag team t- title victory. I mean, they last they got close to it was the Double Dare. Second one, obviously, because yeah. they won yep. the first. But, uh, yeah, like I said, PME picking up the pinfall victory. Yep. Next up... Tim Donst versus Filthy Tom Lawler. Uh, Filthy Tom Lawler did not come out in a mask. Didn't really come out dressed up that much. So hey, Filthy Tom had his new gear on, though. He did. Well, the uh, the famous artist, uh, the famous artist Jack's on. Yes, and this, I mean, the the, the finish describes it. It was a time limit draw, twenty minutes. Yeah, I was a little curious when uh, we had never heard, or I personally have never heard Steve Guy, Steve Guy ever say scheduled for a twenty-minute time limit. So 
the beginning, I'm like, is that uh, is that clever Steve guy foreshadowing? Yeah, those come up every so once in a while, and it's like, what's going on? But yeah, that's what we end up getting. A 20-minute draw. Yeah, I, I could have I, I could have taken five more minutes, but, you know, I, I get it. I see where we're going, and I like it. And we'll get to where we're going real soon, but before all that, we'll be back right after this commercial break. Are you tired of the same old pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on Powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 4,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 110 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. And we're back. So at, at this point, which I forgot to mention before, is this is where we went to intermission, and that's why we went to commercial break. But we came back to Big Twan Tucker versus Hornswoggle. Uh, I kind of had to go take a pee. No, you didn't miss anything. No, 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 no. I said I kind of, I kind of had to, but then once I think Swaggle came out first. Whoever came out first, I was like, "All right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go sit down. And I'm gonna hold it in as best I can. Hold it for. The, I held it, holding it for the rest of the second half. But it was this first match that made me go, "All right, I gotta see this." And it wasn't very long. No, but still, fucking big Twan Tucker. And Hornswoggle, Hornswoggle won via Steiner Recliner. Yes, the Steiner Recliner. Ended up getting a, a picture with Hornswoggle after show, and he didn't look too happy. I don't know whether it was because of me. I don't know whether it was because of the match with Twan or whatever. But I had to get a picture with uh, the Major Wrestling Figure Podcast shirt that I have with him on it, naked, with the belt over his crotch like Shawn Michaels. <laughs> the internet title? No, the uh, Major Wrestling Figure title I, oh okay originally was he, it was that but they yeah. uh, they photoshopped the new the new belt in that's funny yeah I, I don't know if he was in a bad mood if he was in a good mood i you never know with Horn. maybe he, he might just be super focused that it, uh, scott steiner match is coming up could be quick and he's probably just laser focused that guy sometimes i figure too because it was at the end of the night like some of them are just like tired oh yeah that too they want to go to the after party and get drunk yep uh next up we had Zach Thomas versus Eddie fucking Kingston. This is, I think, was exactly what we thought it was going to be. Unfortunately for Zach, he uh, he did lose via the back fist. But I think the story that that's being told right now with Zach Thomas is he's tough. Yeah, Zach Thomas is uh, he's kind of the man. He's kind of that um, that younger version of eh, I, I don't. It's high praise, but kind of a younger version of like an Eddie Kingston, where he's got that uh, he's got that that toughness about him. He can he can dish it out, and he can certainly take it. You know, Eddie did everything he could to to beat the living beat the living hell out of him, and uh, Thomas kept coming back for more. There's a lot of guys that I I can't wait to see Zach Thomas work with. I feel like he can work with some of the smaller, quicker guys, and I feel like he can work with the big dudes like uh, Eddie Kingston. You know, KTB. Stuff like that. I don't. I, mean, I, I don't think there's anybody that I can think of that I couldn't make a. I I couldn't make like an educated guess that he wouldn't have a good match with. Yeah, I think that's true. I think it's true about both of them, really. Yeah, all that's absolutely true. Eddie can work with anybody. I'm curious to see where we go next with 
with Zach Thomas, or, or also are we going to just see Eddie Kingston this year go up against AIW students? Yeah, maybe. I, you know, he's got. Uh, I feel like we've we've seen Eddie a lot. You know, he's he's always been a regular, but I I feel like whether or not he's really on the goodbye tour, uh, you know, maybe it's one of these where he's you know just going to come through and mow mow through students just to you know just to show people that even though he's uh even though he's getting near the end, he's still got it. Yeah. I'm I'm just hoping it's not one of those things like other wrestlers that I'm going to retire, I'm going to retire, I'm going to retire. Uh, never mind. No, I think when Eddie's done, he's done. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely love Kingston. And like I said, I'm, I'm curious to see where we go with Zach Thomas. Next up, we had Bobby Beverly and Eric Ryan, the Young Studs, versus Colin Delaney and Cheech to infinity and beyond for the AIW tag team championships and there was a couple times in this match i thought we were getting new tag team champions and i was expecting everyone to go crazy i was expecting the pme pop and for the young studs all i uh i did hear at the beginning of the match that uh eric ryan had a fork come flying out of his boot so i'm pretty sure that that wasn't there for eating purposes but somebody in the crowd told me that a fork landed up in their lap so that popped out on our side of the ring, and I know it's in a video because it was like, and I even like went back and, and rewatched it after it happened. It just kind of like pops out, and I couldn't tell at first whether like someone threw it or whether it came out of Eric's boot. But it actually makes more sense that it came out of Eric's boot. Yeah, probably he's got that little fork mess that I think uh, all the forks that have been made into jewelry. So I looked looking like something that uh, that Caden would make in his death lab. Should we throw forks in at uh, Harry Ryan? God, I don't think we want to be throwing forks. Maybe sporks. <laughs> oh God, that'd to be run fun. through the run through the taco shop and get some sporks. Something. Oh, we go to just any restaurant and grab plastic utensils. Yeah, well, let's uh, make a good use of what we have. <laughs> and unfortunately, the. To infinity and beyond, they retained. Yep. Colin and Cheech, I think eventually those boys, hopefully PME is going to catch up to them one of these days. But Colin and Cheech are, are the man until somebody says otherwise. And then it was after this match, To infinity and beyond continued to beat down the young studs until the fuckets came out to make the save. Then the production came out to attack the fuckets, leading to PME coming out. And uh, standing tall, but Colin and Cheech were able to grab their tag team titles. Because there were, I think, moments throughout this where everybody had the tag team titles and they held it in the air. And then it's it was decided that we will see the four of these men in uh, the collective for uh, AIW Slumber Party Massacre. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. It's everybody. It's it's everybody all at once. I. I eventually want to see one-on-one matches for these titles, but I guess we got to still pare down the contenders a little bit. Let's face it. It's much like a you know WWE card. You're trying to fit as many people as you can on that card. So, yeah, I understand why we get a fatal four-way tag match. I'm, I'm, I'm all about it. I'm glad that as many guys are getting on that as possible, getting as much exposure for them personally and the company that, that they can get. And on top of that, we don't know who's walking out champions. Yeah, that's absolutely true. 
it was, uh, you know, just a regular one-on-one or obviously with tag team, you know, two-on-two, you kind of have a predetermined thought in your head of who's going to walk out victorious or not. And I think yeah. adding, adding four possibilities makes it go, well, the champ could retain or, you know, these people could walk out as tag team champs or these people could walk out as tag team or the, like, I don't know. I, th- I think, and it's, it's WrestleMania weekend. AW's not done a WrestleMania weekend ever. Yep. We could potentially see some title changes. You could definitely, uh, you could definitely play out all the scenarios in your head, and and I don't think there's one of them that doesn't make sense. There's not one of those teams that would go. Uh, I don't think that that works for them walking away with the titles. Yeah, I think they're all good for that. Next up, we had Dominic Greeny versus Matthew Justice for the AIW Intense Championship. Another crazy fucking match for Matt Justice. Well, technically, Dominic Green. Yeah, I, what do you think about is it? Is there ever a match that's just that's just normal with that guy? He he oh he comes out and he's already doing sixty an hour. I mean, throwing uh, you know throwing Dominic over the barricade and jumping over himself, and he's he's one of those ones that if man if you're not head on a swivel when he's out there, somebody's gonna land in your lap. Fun little ending with all of a sudden. Joshua Bishop's music hits. He comes out with Wes Barkley, distracts Dom, and Matthew Justice picks up the victory. Yeah, the Rip City Shooters weave their magic to uh, to distract Dominic. I was to the point in the match where I did not want a screwy finish, but I, I get it. You know, we're, there's obviously something else going on here, and, and you know, eventually Dominic and, and Bishop are just going to have the big the big blow off that, that we need. It's going to be, an, it's got to be some kind of, some kind of crazy stipulation or something. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying real hard to dislike Dom, uh, but there's right when he got justice up there on that top rope, I thought this is it. I think they're going to switch the title. I think this is the night Dominic wins it, uh, which AIW is really gotten pretty good at making you think that, you know, at any given point in time, and you know anything can happen. The titles can switch. You know stuff can stuff stuff can get crazy. And I when Bishop and Barkley came out, I was not happy to see them, but I get it. So Matthew Justice walks away the intense champion, and then well, we went on to our main event: PB Smooth and MJF for the AIW Absolute Championship. And once again, uh, plug for the the video. I got all of MJF's speech. Before the match, it's one thing I love about MJF. So I had to make sure I got the full video. So yeah, he was uh, he was in his usual rare form where he's dogging on pretty much everybody, the city we are, what kind of trash we are, uh, what else am I missing? How stupid we are? Yeah, I, I've got to be missing something else. But I mean, I don't know. It's kind of fun. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, yeah. I'm a big. Big MJF guy. Um, this match unfortunately suffered in the fact that it was right behind a Matt Justice match because by the time you had gone through the highs and the lows of that Justice Dominic match, and then you get to MJF and and PB, I just felt that the crowd was just dead at that point. Um, not dead from a like not interested standpoint, but though that. Dude, Matt Justice matches can exhaust you quickly. 
you know, when he's just one spot after the other and one thing getting broken and you just are worried about that guy's safety every time he, he does anything. And and poor PB and and MJF had to follow that. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it, I kind of feel bad for PB. He's been in that in that uh, situation, winning the title and now defending it. Well, PB won via full Nelson face buster. And again, another plug for the video. The I got everything at the end. The good like six minute clip of what happened post match. You had Tom Lawler come out and you know bring up the fact that he challenged PB Smooth for the title for a match at Slumber Party Massacre, and PB pretty pretty much accepted. But before he could get too far into it, Tim Dons came out and he said he deserved a title shot after pushing Lawler to the limit in the time limit draw earlier. Then this prompted Matthew Justice to come out and to say that he deserved a chance to wrestle for the title at Slumber Party Massacre. And of course, AW President Matt Wadsworth came out and then basically granted everybody a title shot. So at Slumber Party Massacre, we will have PB Smooth versus Tom Lawler versus Tim Dons versus Matthew Justice for the absolute championship. And if Matthew Justice wins. He will be the absolute intense champion. Yeah, quite literally. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that all four of those guys are right. I think all four of those guys deserve a shot. Let's get it all done in one fail swoop. And that was the show. Nothing nothing else. I don't, I don't think I missed a match. I think that's pretty much everything. No, I, yeah, I think I think all that you got all the story. Yeah. Uh, you know, this was uh, definitely – this was definitely – uh, pat him out to fast lane where we, you know, it's time to get the storyline for the for the big event. Uh, I think they did a really good job of getting everything set in stone. We know what we're going to see for the most part uh, for anybody that's going or anybody that's going to watch uh, on fight, uh, you know, for the, the Mania show. Yeah. Sad that I won't be there. Um, well, technically there is Russell Rave, but I don't know what that's going to be like as a Thursday show. Oh, be kind of I, mean, like, I think Wrestle Rave is going to be its own entity, kind of like uh, Wrestle Rager is, where it's kind of just a standalone. It's going to be more of a party atmosphere than it's going to be a, uh, you know, a storyline driven. It's you know, it's going to it's going to be a bar show. Yeah. There's not going to be anything wrong with it, and uh, we'll see who calls off work on Friday. <laughs> Any final thoughts or last minute plugs before we go? Yeah, no, I, I enjoyed the show. I thought it was a it was a solid show. I like. I like AIW and the fact that there's storyline. I like that, you know, from I feel like if you miss a month, if you miss an event, you actually miss a lot. I feel like that matters. Uh, you know, I like that that we keep things going, that there's, you know, that coherent storyline. So I had a good time um, looking forward to the Thursday night show in Mania. What did you think about the first new venue of the year? Oh, it, it, I I think that you and I talked about this. I thought that place was fantastic. Uh, it, the room just felt huge to me, uh, huge. I feel like you could have had eight or ten rows of chairs, and I might be exaggerating. And you, you know, it it could have gotten done. I think uh, Gauntlet's there, uh, it if is. I remember correctly. And I think we can have you could have five or six hundred people in there for Gauntlet, and I think it's going to be. 
if we get five or six hundred in there, Gauntlet's always a fun show anyway. I think it's going to be that much more enhanced if you get, you know, you get those couple of surprise entrants and you get the, somebody that goes deep in the gauntlet. Um, that's always kind of an electric show. And with that many people there, it has a potential to be a really raucous crowd. I loved the venue. Uh, what did you think about it? Uh, before I get into that, I will say gauntlet has the potential of just being insane, just attendance wise, because not only is that gauntlet, but that's also the big anniversary show for M Dog and J Pro. Oh yeah, yep. So you could potentially see even more people. But I, I kind of liked it. I'm trying to figure out where I would rate it. Uh, it, I really like the shows that have the bleachers, even though I don't sit in them. I feel like that adds like a different aesthetic to it, and yep, especially absolutely. like I think fans could, if they have to sit in like what would be considered the last row. Of this this particular venue, this St. John the Baptist, like they might have a lot of heads in their way, but instead, if they had something where there's bleachers, it's like, well, I don't have to sit in this last row. I can sit up here in this bleachers, and I could see I could see over pe- people's heads. Um, still, there was a lot of room, so like more people can fit in here, and I still think there was still plenty of room too for gimmick tables, which is something I'm always big on because yeah, all the way around. There's been too many venues that AIW's run since I've been around that it's like the last row is like right in front of the gimmick tables and you're just squeezing your way through and we've had two in a row or three in a row that haven't felt like that. And I love that. Yeah, this this almost felt like, uh, uh, you know, a Akron, the one before, uh, the day, you know, the day of the convention where yeah. they had you know, probably the most tables that i've seen i felt like anybody that wanted a table to set up could and uh i really really like the setup same here and like i will become that's the the well, the next cleveland show but technically that's wrestle rave but the the first show after wrestlemania will be there i'm i'm really looking forward to it and the calendar continues to fill up uh, new venues and whatnot so it's gonna it's a fun year for aiw any uh throw out your social media plugs before we go uh i don't even know what my twitter handle is but you usually link it so if you want to hear more about whatever lousy takes i have and see photos of me and philly collins uh going corporate pointing to the back of the wrestlemania sign at fast lane you can you can see that on my twitter and of course you can find myself at heavyset 330 much like you can find this show at wrestling chairs facebook.com slash wrestling chairs twitter.com slash wrestling chairs and instagram.com slash wrestling chairs email if you so choose to desire wrestling chairs at gmail.com we have the merch store over at whatamaneuver.net said it once and i'll say it again please rate review and subscribe on apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, stitcher tune in youtube spotify iHeartRadio, and podbean wrestling chairs.podbean.com and i'm going to put a little bit of emphasis one more time on the youtube channel we don't have a lot I'm trying to do a little bit more with the channel, but please, if you have a YouTube account, go over there, subscribe. We'll add some more stuff. My goal is to get to 100 subscribers, mainly because we can get a custom URL, and I can say youtube.com slash wrestling cheers. But right now, literally, it's youtube.com slash channel slash ucrpws4zdhhjl. TMGJ3. You're just going to want to do a search for wrestling cheers. <laughs> exactly. Probably. Exactly. 
I mean, I have the actual, I have, in my notes, I have the links for everything that I've mentioned. But yeah, I, I, I would like to be able to just have it in there. Rest. So help us out. Please follow us on YouTube. And follow all of our friends on the Training Topics Network, or listen to them. Uh, all Beer Inside, Eurovision Showcase, Old School at the Movies, and Wrestling with Altitude. Check out our other podcasting friends, such as Pod Van Dam, Super Fantastic Podcast, Road Home from Wrestling, Kick Out at Two, The IndieCast, Center Stage. Apologies to Center Stage, because somewhere I deleted that out of my notes, and I did not mean to. Sobros Network, Big Gold Belt Podcast, Spotlight Series, and I've got your five stars. And also, Southern Underground Pro. Can't forget them. And check out our other... Well, I guess they're not podcasts. Because uh, this is where they would go. Uh, other friends, such as Thrift Store Jobber, The Savage Dash, Set Tap Photo, PowerSlam.tv, Use Wrestling Cheers, all one word, and get your first month free. Ringside Shots Photography, Sickening Pictures, Russell Void, Key on Sports, Stay Tough, Midwest Territory, Southern Underground Pro, and the official graphic designer of Wrestling Cheers, Moy Boy Designs. That will do it for us here on Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, even when you have a fork in your boot. Later. Making your way in the world today takes everything you got. Taking a break from all your worries, sure would help a lot.